0: Welcome back to Power Retail, Power Talks. Join me in bite-sized discussions with industry leaders and professionals as they share their exclusive insights into the dynamic world of e-commerce. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, UPay. I'm your host, Rosalie, and for this episode, I sat down with Owen Bolwell. He's currently the global e-commerce transformation lead at Total Beauty Network, and an e-commerce transformation manager and advisor to high growth Australian retail brands. We talked about his work with Total Beauty Network, his process as an advisor, and ways businesses can transform their customer experience journeys. Owen shared some fantastic insights into the challenges faced by e-commerce businesses and even the experts, as well as his tips to overcome them. So listen on for some valuable, at times bizarre, insights and tips from a real pro. Hi Owen, thanks so much for coming on.
1: Hey, thanks Rosalie, good to be here.
0: So let's talk about your role right now at Total Beauty Network. So you're involved there in restructuring and scaling their global e-commerce operations. They're one of your clients. How do you approach that? What's your process there?
1: Um, Look... I approach total beauty, um, as I do with all my clients. Um, when I first come in, um, I, I always like to, to be able to sit down with the founders or the senior leadership team, um, and, and management, and just to really get a good overview of, uh, the business goals, where they want to get to, you know, the, the typical five, one, five year and even 10 year, um, direction of the company, because really that dictates how we uh the, the structures that we put in today um you know it really dictates what they're going to be like into the future you know so look in a nutshell the process pretty much goes like this so sit down with senior leadership um work out who all the stakeholders are so usually with different uh parts of an organization there are you've got your brand manage managers you've got your um e-commerce manager um, you've got your CMO, uh, you've got, you know, uh, um, the CEO uh, and the CTO. You've, so you've got a whole lot of stakeholders, um, that, that you'll be dealing with throughout the whole process. So I always like to get to know them, um, get to know where the issues are, get to know where the pain points are. And then really the third thing to do after that is, is okay, well, what are the key metrics that we're going to be, um, that we're going to be measuring the success of this project by, you know, and really the, the, it's not rocket science. There's usually the, the, the tried and true ones where you're talking, you know, revenue, obviously uh, profitability comes into it very much. So uh, conversion rate, average order value, you know, sessions, all of that sort of um, pretty basic e-commerce metrics. So they don't usually change um, from client to client. Um, then, I really like to dig into the current tech stack and that's not just the the front end of the e-com store whether it be Shopify or or Magento or something like that it's all the bits and pieces that are connected to it yeah so you've got fulfillment you've got customer service you've got um all your your your, your social channels your different selling channels you know um the great thing about Total Beauty network is that it really it it began its life as as a b2b company yeah and it's really only the past few years that they've really made a big push into into the d2c realm um and making huge headway in there it's it's really exciting to see so um there's a whole lot of b2b uh, machinery back there that that you you've sort of kind of got to navigate um to get it all working properly so you know, you look at the tech stack and then after that, you've got to, got to really list everything out. Uh, I usually do a big audit. I, I, I'm a very visual person, so I usually end up with a big A2 um, drawing pad that you get from Officeworks. And um, I, I just map everything out. I draw everything out so I can see it. And I often look at, okay, well, what can we, what can we consolidate, yeah? And the thing with um, Total Beauty Network is that, you've got three really quite different brands even though their their selling prop is very similar as in it's all natural it's vegan um cruelty free um, organic you know they're going down they' really really um, spend a lot of time in that realm the actual um market demographics are very are quite different and they've got a really good spread there so I look at okay well how can we Yes, we've got three different brands looking looking the same, uh, looking looking three different looks. So, but how can we consolidate the back end machinery? Yeah, how can we um, have one one app or one process that we can use for all three brands? Yeah, rather than having three separate ones. So, I just go through it, look at what can we consolidate, what can we get rid of, because often. With these, um, uh, with these more developed brands, um, something like Total Beauty Network, um, uh, over the years you, you have add-ons and add-ons and different different marketing managers and different e-com managers come in and put their own things on, and so sometimes you end up with quite a quite a spaghetti factory, yeah. So there's a quite a bit of unraveling there, quite a bit of deletion, um, and I look at what can be fixed and what can be replaced, and often it's really just getting rid of stuff, yeah. Um, so look, that that's kind of the discovery discovery phase, um, and once once we once everyone's on board with where we're going and everything everything like that, then the end process. And I'm skipping ahead here, but the end process re- is really launching an MVP, uh, minimum viable product. Yeah, so it's not doing the big okay. Well, let's spend six months building this new store and then let's launch it. Um, we kind of don't do that. We, we like to build, um, a new store in, in, a, in a month or in a, in a, in a couple of months. Actually, to be perfectly honest, the, the latest, uh, DB cosmetics refresh, uh, we actually built that out in about a month. So that was the fastest thing we've ever done. Wow. Um, but the whole idea about that is you, you get, you get it out there, you get it live, you get it working in the wild. Yeah. And then you continuously improve it. Yeah, because if you do it the other way, if you go and and, and build this big, big machine, this big um, front end store and it's, it, yeah, it's looking great and all that sort of thing, it's going to be different in 12 months. Yeah, so that's how I found it works really, really well. So you launch it, something that works really well, you can test it then, you can see what the customer journey is like then, even though we do a lot of testing beforehand, um, you never really know this stuff until you get it out there until you get customers using it. So there's a whole lot of that and continuously improving it. So in a nutshell, that's pretty much the, the, the process, you know, business goals, the stakeholders, the metrics, um, looking at the tech stack, consolidating it all, and then launching with the MVP, getting it out there. Does that kind of answer your question?
0: Yeah. Well, keeping with that uh, example of TBN, how are you transforming the business there has that really affected the return on investment across the businesses what's what are you doing over there
1: yeah see it's really interesting there's the quantifiable um uh, there's there's the quantifiable um optimizations that have taken place which which we see in the analytics you know in the conversion rate um increases in the in the whole um AOV uh, average order value increases, so there's the quantifiable side of things um and and there's also the almost i'm not saying they're unquantifiable but they're they're more qualitative in the way we measure them and that's the customer journeys you know that's the smoothness of that customer journey from when they land on the store you know what's their path to purchase looking like? You know, what's their, how smooth is it for them? them? How, 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 what barriers can we take away? What roadblocks are we finding where they're dropping off? You know, so um, we've done a lot of that. And of course that then flows into the more quantifiable metrics of your conversion rates and things like that, which have really increased over the past uh, year or so ago. And look, it's really hard to put your finger on any one thing because with Total Beauty Network it, there's such a diverse team there uh, and everyone's got their speciality um you know and it's all really under the under the guidance and the leadership of um, you know you've got your know, Amanda Connors up in the in the CMO role but then you've got um, Rachel Eed who's head of ecom and digital over there and under her guidance she she's just got the whole team really working um, very, very well. And, and I, I, I pretty much slot in, uh, in there in heading up these special projects, you know, getting the new, um, uh, stores, um, open, you know, uh, expanding into the U S, uh, with the new stores, getting, um, you know, distributor, um, branded stores open in, in Sweden or, you know, Norway, somewhere like that. So I sort of, I'm I'm pretty much tackling these special projects, but you know, answer to your question, how it's measured, it's always that uh, customer journey and conversions. That's it, revenue.
0: Next up, we'll be exploring the major challenges that e-commerce is currently facing. YouPay is a great way to enhance your customers' experience and engagement, improve conversations and bring new shoppers to your brand. With its powerful wishlist platform, Upay brings a whole new dimension to shopping this Christmas by helping your customers get the items that they want and turn their browsing into conversations for your store. So going back to a more broader view of the e-commerce industry, what would you say are the biggest challenges that these e-commerce businesses are currently facing?
1: Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one there. There's a heap of challenges out there, but I would say there's two um important ones that always always come up. And the first one is tracking conversions. Yeah, tracking um a customer when they come onto the store, where have they come from? You know, what ad did they click? Did they click an ad? Um you know, it's that conversion tracking. Um, that we're finding is becoming more and more harder to um, oh, especially get with, Especially with the
0: Google Analytics
1: GA4. Definitely. 100%. GA4. It, it's it's Well, that's sort of the more reporting side of it. And to be honest, even the experts, the so-called, in inverted commas, experts, we're all pulling our hair out. You know, GA4, what have you guys done to us? But we're getting there. But that's not really the problem. The problem is more the privacy settings and the, um, uh, the, you know, Apple with its with its iOS updates and things like that, and 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 cookie expirations. So basically, you know, on Safari, for instance, um, as of today, you know, it's got a twenty four hour cookie expiration. So, which means, in layman's terms, basically, if a customer lands on our site now at two o'clock. Um, on a Friday afternoon, and they return to the site at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, then our analytics analytics will flag them as a new customer, not a returning customer, because their cookies expired if they're on that Safari browser. So all of that sort of stuff, it just throws everything out the window. So um, I've, I've, I've I've got a few tricks up my sleeve to tackle that. And there's some amazing um, apps and and utilities out there to help with that. But I think that is one of the biggest um, issues that e-com and and D2C um, stores are facing. And look, the the different social platforms and Google ad platforms and and meta ad platforms, um, they're not making it any easier because what we often find, (laughs) I often do – um, uh, a lot of forecasting and and analysis reports and weirdly enough you find that that meta and Google are uh, both put their hand up for the same conversion yeah so you end up with these two platforms on on their reports saying hey we earned you a hundred thousand or um, Meta's saying oh we earned you a hundred thousand and get hang on a minute you've only done we've only actually had revenue of a hundred and fifty thousand this week Okay, so some <laughs> someone's someone's double dipping. So there's all that sort of guff going on. Yeah, well, I'm, um, not gonna I'm not even going to dive saying,
0: into Twitter right now because oh, that's a whole nother can of worms.
1: That's a whole can of worms, and I'm not saying anything that any of your listeners don't know already. Obviously, um, <laughs> we're all in the same boat on that one. And look, the other the other I did say there was two, and just quickly, the other one is really keep your eye on the hidden costs. Yeah. And it's a really interesting one. You know, you've got shipping. Okay. Um, shipping's not getting any cheaper. And unfortunately, our customers are getting more ed- more educated or trained in inverted commas to expect free shipping. And oftentimes, you know, if you're offering free shipping, you'd be surprised at how much that gouges from your profit margin. So I'd keep an eye on that um, and general operations. So, yep, long way around. I um, hope I answered the question.
0: And you mentioned a few tips and tricks for that. Do you have any advice for how to overcome those specific challenges?
1: Look, I, I would say my my secret weapon in being able to get accurate tracking on um, all of my Shopify stores, um, I use an app called Elevar. Yeah, get elevar.com. And I'm always giving them shout-outs. Um, I've got no affiliation with them. Um, but they I've and I've been using them since they first started. You know, we're talking, I don't know, must be quite a few years ago now. Um, and when it was in beta. And I've always liked the the business model. Anyway, um I've found that the way they I won't go into the difference between server-side tracking and and uh, client side tracking and all that sort of thing. You can look it up. It's very, very interesting. Um, but they they've got an app just plugs into Shopify and it and it instead of us, normally we would get as as merchants, we'd probably get a 70% accuracy on our conversion tracking. Yeah. Where they're coming from, um, uh, what they're clicking on and so on. Um whereas this Elevar app gives you around about a 99% accuracy. And it's very, very cool. Uh, And what that accuracy does for you is that it lowers your cost per click with your ads because it's sending this information back to Facebook. It's sending this information back to Instagram and, and, and Google saying, guys, these are the people who are clicking. Yeah. And so it lowers your cost per click on that ad because your platforms can more accurately target. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of good things around it. I always raving about them. So I, I probably go on too long about that one. Uh, but yeah, that that's one of the little solvers for that one.
0: Fantastic. You've worked in e-commerce transformation in a whole lot of industries, obviously. Is yeah. there a lot of difference to consider between operating, for example, these beauty channels or clothing, or do you find a one size fits all approach to e-commerce works, you know, does anything really yeah. set them apart? Do brands need to take that into consideration?
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, look, there's there's a lot of similarities between the beauty and the fashion market, as we know. Yeah. So we all buy both pretty much, you know. Um, there, there, there's, there is never, there's never a one-size-fits-all even in the same market um, because your customers are going to be different. Um, what is the one size fits all though is usually the customer journey. Yeah. So when a customer lands either on a homepage or a product page or a collection page, um, you know, they expect a, they, they expect a certain experience. Yeah. They've, they've been trained to expect, okay, well, if I go, if I, land on the home page, for instance, I expect to see, to be able to access, to see what collections there are. I expect to be able to click through to that collection to find what I'm looking for. I expect to be able to add that to the cart, choose my variants or whatever, um, you know, add that to the cart, continue to check out, check out with this and all that, you know, and done. So I think the common uh, one size fits all is, is the actual process is the experience is that path to purchase and that's where i see a lot of um um, a lot of companies getting it right but also a lot not getting it right yeah um so yeah that's probably the common denominator in all that is that journey that we've all been trained to expect
0: Right around the corner, it's time for our power questions. UPay is a great way to enhance your customer's experience and engagement, improve conversations and bring new shoppers to your brand. With its powerful wish list platform, UPay brings a whole new dimension to shopping this Christmas by helping your customers get the items that they want and turn their browsing into conversations for your store. Some great insights there. Before I let you go, we are going to move on to our power questions. This is just a little segment at the end where it's some quickfire questions to end off on. Sure. To kick that off, is there a brand's digital transformation that you've been really impressed by and kind of wish you worked on?
1: Crumpler. Crumpler.com. Ah, man. You know, um, interestingly, they were were part of the uh, VC's portfolio when I was at Tiger Lily. And, um, I've been a fan of crumpler since, since way back when, um, but, and I think they were actually sold out of that into well, I think one of the original founders bought it back anyway, whatever, um, whoever they've got in there, that's the creative director and doing all the designs and things it's right out there. And it is the most inspiring, crazy sort of e experience I've seen for a long, long time you know, and pretty much discounts what I said before, because it's just the whole experience is not what you expect that path to purchase. So, but it, it's, I love it. I love it. It's so creative.
0: Oh, I have to check it out.
1: And, <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre.
0: And what is your one line of advice for businesses looking to transform their e-commerce offering? If you could just give them one line.
1: Give your customer an extraordinary experience on the store. Everything else follows from that. Just give them an extraordinary experience. And, uh, yeah, all else follows. That's what I've learned.
0: And finally, what is your go-to method to disconnect and unwind from work? You've clearly got such a busy schedule.
1: (laughs) That's a, that's a great question. Well, actually I've got to say, um, we've got a, got a beach house and that hammock, there's a hammock there, um, that always has my name on it on the weekend. And, um, behavioral psychology books. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> they, might, they might go to reading material at the moment.
0: Doesn't seem the most relaxing, but if it works for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's quite bizarre. Anyway.
0: All right. Well, that actually is the end of all my questions. Thanks so much for coming on. Some really great insights there.
1: Thank you, Rosalie. That was an absolute pleasure.
0: As always, thanks for listening. If you have any feedback, questions, or want to feature on Power Talks, you can contact us by emailing podcast at powerretail.com.au.